Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and we are starting a brand new series called Quit Your Day Job, where we are highlighting members of the Artist Academy who have recently transitioned from quitting their nine to five and are now into full-time creativity. They are living the dream. Today we are highlighting Chelsea Blossel, a Salt Lake City-based muralist who joined the Academy back in September of 2020. I've had the privilege of meeting Chelsea not just once, but twice. The first time in her home state of Utah when we were up there vacationing, and then the second time she came to our mural meetup here in Missouri. And after getting to know her a bit, my immediate thought was, it is so crazy how we attract what we are. You know what I mean? We have so much in common when it comes to ambition and adventuring, and I feel so lucky to be able to meet these amazing artists. And I think Chelsea being the first episode of this Quit Your Day Job series is just so absolutely perfect, and you'll you'll hear why. We'll just get to it. But let me know what you think of this week's episode with Chelsea Blossel. I just want to start out by highlighting just very, just in the front. I know that you don't like to brag on yourself and whatnot, but you have, whenever we were talking out up in uh, Utah, you were like, so I've, you know, you're like kind of whispering. So I've had two five figure months so far and I'm like, what, why are you not screaming that? And, but I totally get it. How like, you know, you don't, you don't want to like jinx yourself. You don't want to brag. So I, I will do the bragging for you. And I'm just so, you know, I love your style and I love your energy and I love Thank everything you. about it. And so I just wanted to start off with that, but yeah. Sweet. Okay. Girl, you are like my hype girl. I love it. And it's like weird because I was like talking with my husband, I think it was a couple months ago, just about like where we both were in our lives. And I was just like feeling overwhelmed, like overwhelmed with working my nine to five, overwhelmed with doing my art stuff. And I was like, I have to make a decision. <laughs> it was so stressful, but I have thoroughly enjoyed just making the mind shift of now you're your own boss and you're doing art and that's what you love. But anyway, I want to get more into like nitty gritty stuff, but yeah, I'm in Utah. I've been an artist girl all my life really. And I've been doing it on the side for 10 plus years, but this is like the first time the stars have just aligned where I'm like, okay, I can be my own boss. I can be an artist. I can make money from being an art artist. I don't have to be a starving artist. And it just feels really great. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's great. So you're in Utah. Just tell them a little bit about the kind of art you do. That way people can get to know you a little bit. It's funny because I feel like our kind of what we do along the same lines is similar. Like we do a lot of murals for companies. We do a lot of murals for like residential commercial spaces. I just finished a mural yesterday for a commercial space. That's a new restaurant downtown Salt Lake City. And I'm so excited for it to open because it's like the first like real public I have murals in public spaces, but not one that's going to get a lot of foot traffic. So I'm just excited for that. I've been doing contemporary or modern, modern abstract art, if you will, everywhere, mostly in nature. Like I take nature elements and I modify them to be either like a floral pattern or maybe I'll do an abstract scene with like bright colors, like Utah desert scapes and stuff, which nature stuff is my favorite. And I hope I get to do that all the time. But yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I do. Yeah. 
It's so funny because I remember meeting you and meeting Renee Hug, and I was just like, oh my gosh, we're like, we're all yeah. very similar in like the vibe and our styles and all of that. So it's just really cool to connect with a like-minded person, yeah. So, which makes this so much fun to talk about. <laughs> but So totally. when did you start taking your art seriously? You mentioned to me that you have a really creative oh, family. Yes. Oh, we are stupid creative. Like we all grew up musical, singing, piano. And then we each kind of branched off as soon as we all went to college. It was like one brother decided he wanted to be a chef and doing the cooking route. One of my sister, well, my only sister, she's like the musician, singer, songwriter, was on American Idol, did that. And was like amazing. She writes songs and still performs to this day. And she's incredible. I have another brother who's like a marketing genius and is working to starting up his own business right now with marketing and it's like all of my siblings have taken little bits of their creativity and just honed into what their strengths are. And it just, yeah. Even my oldest brother, he's a nuclear engineer. That's like creativity too, with different types of creativity. But yeah, they're, yeah, it's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. And I love that. So a lot of people, they grow up in a, in an area where their parents don't do art. They're like, yeah, outside black sheep. Yeah. yeah. In a way. Yeah. But I love that you had the encouragement from everybody too in your family and be like, oh, nope, yeah. it's, it's normal to not, you know, follow, <laughs> follow the crowd. So I love that. Totally. Parents are huge advocates of just individuality, like figuring out what your passions are and just running with it. So really lucky. Yeah. 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 So when do you think you started to take your art seriously? Was it just like your whole life? You're like, I can do this or? Wow. It's a loaded question because I feel like art's always been something that's pushed me along my journey because I feel like I've always used my creativity and I've always used my art, my love of art to propel me forward. And whether that was just like thinking outside the box and like business aspect, because I was doing art in school and I realized I couldn't just make money right away. So I started doing like administrative or like business administrative work. And I found that even just with coming up with like solutions in the business world, I still had to be creative and figure that out. And then I started incorporating like my artistic skills, whether that was doing marketing or figuring out like campaigns or even just figuring out a company's like motto or like their cultural standings and stuff. And I feel like that's all creativity too in its, in its own form. But as far as like making money as like a painter or doing painting and doing that, I took it seriously about five or six years ago. Cause I quit my last job and I, I was doing murals at the time and I was like, Hey, this is going to be it. I'm going to just switch gears and do art. And I don't think I was fully prepared mentally for what that meant because it's like I had to be my own boss and I wasn't ready in that sense. But I still realized like I could still take it seriously and work a nine to five job just to make sure I was still making ends meet for whatever it was I wanted to pay for vacations, car, whatever. So in that sense, I took it seriously then, but I think it's going full time taking it full-time seriously and being able to just quit everything else and do that. It was just this last year, like since the beginning of the year, probably. Yeah. So, and you yeah. went into that. So tell me that, tell us the story about how you transitioned to full-time. Yeah. So it's funny because it starts off with seeing and hearing about you. I think I followed you for a little while now, but I was listening to some of your podcasts and I was like, watching people that you would like highlighted in your 
stories for attending your artist academy and I was really curious to what that was and so I tapped into that and I think I signed up was it like October of last year maybe November anyway it was really awesome because it just put my foot into the door of someone who's an artist takes their job seriously and has some tools that can catapult me going forward in that area because I realized I was like at a roadblock I was like okay I'm working my nine to five I have jobs on the side of art that are starting to add up to be close to what I'm doing right now. But like, how do I get myself out of the nine to five? And with that said, I was just like mulling it over. And as I was working my nine to five, I was realizing there was a lot of things I was adding to my company as far as value goes, but I wasn't getting that return on investment as I was seeing like the output of art, but I wasn't receiving the input of art that I needed. And I was being a creative at my job because I was doing graphic design. So it wasn't like, wasn't like I was just doing some administrative job anymore. I was like actually doing creative stuff on my computer, learning Illustrator and being able to provide my company with designs that sold really well for them. Problem was, is I was seeing the numbers go up for them and my like salary just was staying the same. And I was like, okay, this can't be my reality. I can't be like seeing my company grow and me still just being down here. So I like talked to my boss. It was like earlier in the year. I was like, hey, I see that your company's growing. I want to just know if, I, if there's any room for me to grow in that too. Because I'm the creative. I would output the designs, which would create the sales, which would create the salaries for everybody at the company. And so I thought, okay, there's got to be some kind of like bonus structure. There's got to be some kind of compensation that I'm going to receive as the designer. Because here I am the key element to like why his designs were doing so well. So I wasn't getting much in return after that conversation, like nothing really changed. I was still feeling overwhelmed with working. And I know you've read the book, Big Magic. And I know I've also read that I probably read it twice a year, maybe three times a year. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Living life creatively. There's like nothing better. And then I was also reading how to be a badass and how to be a badass with money. And I know there's that weird relationship between artists and money or like artists and how they value their time, but time is money for everybody. doesn't matter what career you're in. And I just realized like the time I was spending creating a career in this designer world wasn't adding up to how I was feeling with creating my own art. And so I had to like transition that mindset of, okay, you are great at what you do. I was being validated by just numbers. It wasn't even, yeah, I just saw the numbers rolling in with like design stuff. I was like, okay, I'm validated that I'm good at my job, but my boss doesn't value me. So like, how do I make this change? So that's where everything started to fall into place. And I realized, okay, you have to ask what you want. You have to put everything out on the line that you're ready to like make changes for and just commit to one or the other. And so the next day I went into work, I sat down with our VP of operations and I said, Hey, I'm having some conflict of interest here with my job and my outside job of doing art. And I want to know like how I can just make it work for the both of us. And it was awkward. It was such an awkward conversation because all my coworkers knew that I like did art on the side and traveled and did murals or like big projects for people. And None of them really like knew to the extent of how that looked for me. 
they always just were like, yeah, she does art. Cool. <laughs> Nothing fancy. And that was sad for me because I thought I take it seriously as a person, as an artist. They don't really see the value of that. But what they don't understand is like I'm taking all my creativity and putting it into this dead end job, if you will. So I talked to the operations person. I said, hey, I think it's a good time for me to just maybe transition to being not a nine to five employee, but maybe like a 1099 contracted employee instead. And she just looked at me like, I'm not so sure how this is going to go over with your boss. We'll talk about it. And I was like, okay, let's have that conversation. And by the next day, I just realized I needed to make that switch. I didn't care like what the outcome was going to be. I just needed to ask for it. So I asked for being a 1099 contracted employee. I gave myself like a deadline. It was like by June 1st of this year. That was going to make all that switch happen. And to my surprise, like they agreed. They're like, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Let's get you set up as a 1099 employee. And your first day, like working from home, so you don't have to commute and everything will be that will be June 1st. So that was like the big hoorah for me to do that. So that was amazing. Number the thing that wasn't amazing about it was everything I feel like works out in its own time. So not only did I get what I wanted, I work from home, I'm a 1099 employee. But what I didn't expect was for them to send me an email like a week or two later saying, hey, we're just going to use you as needed. And we're not going to give you the hours that you requested before. And that was just another validation of they didn't value exactly what I did for them. But I knew that I was enough. And I knew that by quitting, I could just give myself the boost I needed to just do my own designs and then go forward with that. Yeah. Yeah. But so that was the whole story, like me just following my gut, following my intuition on being an artist and making those hard decisions that you have to do. It's like you just have to commit. Yeah, It is. And it's such a weird, I can, oh, I'm almost like putting myself in your shoes and it's such a weird feeling You have it's in your stomach. You're like, am I doing the right thing? Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. But oh, it's just change is so hard. Like change is yeah. hard. And going right. with what you're used to is the easy thing. This is such a weird... <laughs> uh, Agreed. Career. And on top of that, we were moving. We had just sold our house. And <laughs> we were moving locations. And here I am telling my husband I'm quitting my job. Well, not quitting, but I'm like transitioning everything. And the sweetest thing he could have said to me or the best thing he could have said to me at that moment was, don't worry about it. Focus on your art. And you'll, you're going to be just fine. Because... I always just panicked. I always panicked about having a steady source of income or whatever. But I realized like I took my graphic design skills and I just transferred that into doing another avenue of sales on Etsy and just starting an Etsy account, which now it wasn't a conflict of interest to have me doing graphic design and having an Etsy account for my boss at the same time because that was the non-compete. And so it's like now I'm not a non-compete. And I still have that other income coming in, just not for him. <laughs> yeah. Or not, oh. not from him. But yeah, it's liberating. <laughs> That's awesome. And sometimes it just takes someone to tell you it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be okay. And yes. even I'll have an overwhelmed moment too. And like probably twice a year, I'll just cry in the shower and be like, <laughs> I'm doing too much. And like, and Ryan's oh my just gosh. Like, it's okay. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like just thanks for reminding me. <laughs> like, totally. And I know that you're the type of person that just 
I say yes to like everything because I just like to be busy and I want to do everything and I want to be good at everything. So I just say yes and it can stink up on me and I get really overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Is that, so is that say yes mentality? Do you think that's contributed to you taking it seriously and having opportunities and going full time or? I do. And I also contribute that to the unknown of like, where is my career taking me and how much can I contribute to others artistically to others? And what does that look like? Because now I have this additional skill of like graphic design that I didn't always have. And I can use that as like a method of art and also painting. And so yeah, I've said yes to quite a few random projects that have definitely gotten me more projects to give me more experience. Yeah, say yes mentality is pretty great. Awesome. Can we (laughs) talk a little bit about, so you said you had some projects lined up too. The main question that I get from people is they're like, hey, I have a couple projects. How many projects do I need before I quit my my job? Like how much work do I need built up? A month, three months? And I'm like, there's no like specific number, but I'm curious what you had going on. Like how many projects, how many weeks, if you were to stay full-time, how or... Because I quit in June, so June, July, I've had two and a half, three months solid booked projects. And I feel like that was, it's just like the more I schedule out, the more I felt confident that I could just do it full time. And it took a little bit of confidence to say, okay, I can just make it work for me. And to be honest, I feel like you might know like every big project leads to either a lot of little projects or one more big project. And the time that you need to complete these projects is valuable. And so then you just weigh the option of, okay, how does my time work for me? And what does that look like? Can I take the time off from my job and do the work? Or do I need to just switch gears completely? And that's where I was at where I think I was working 60 to 80 weeks in May. And I couldn't, I like physically couldn't do it. And I just realized like I had to pick the more important thing to me, which was art and value that it was going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think those hours are really important to point out though, because some people in the beginning, like they'll, especially working a nine to five, like that's enough work in itself, but there's this special time that's kind of like hell (laughs) that you have to go (laughs) through, (laughs) but where you're working a nine to five and you're coming home and painting and you're like, and you're just exhausted. And that's what you went through too. Yeah. But I want to highlight that to say that's almost necessary and maybe just taking a leap when it's convenient might be too early so if if it's convenient it might be too early when it's hard that's I think that's when it's getting there yeah and it's weird because it's like why is it always when it's the hardest point in our lives that the most profitable things come of it or like the most I don't know learning moments if you will come from the hardest moments but I think that's when we really decide to choose ourselves over, yeah, convenience or money. Sometimes it's just, I'm going to choose to be happy or I'm going to choose to really full throttle this and just go. And yeah, I chose full throttle because I realized like it was a conflict of value and time and how that looked for me. Did I value my loyalty to my company or did I value the time I've taken to just get myself to be where I'm at now. 
and I had to choose and I chose myself 100% (laughs) that's exactly what this career is too you're choosing to do what you love and I remember even in college I was like I'm just gonna major in painting. I'm just gonna study painting and (laughs) I don't know what's good but I just chose to do what I loved and that's exactly what you did and for anybody that's maybe currently out there and listening that's in the little hell stage we need to figure out a name for it (laughs) but in that stage the hard stage like just there's an end in sight so just keep going because like you said definitely is yeah yeah. The big projects it, lead to the small projects. The, the small projects lead to the big projects. I've had $200 projects lead to $3,000 yeah. projects to lead totally. to bigger ones. <laughs> like, totally. Uh, and I love that. And it's, I don't know, did you want to talk numbers or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. You're, I would love to you're talk not numbers. afraid to talk numbers with me. Well, so it was in May, I think it was. So I was probably making, wow, well, my salary I think was like 50,000 a year at my graphic design job oh wow which is yeah but it's not it wasn't to me it didn't feel like it was that worth that much it should have been worth more and I didn't know how to like add more value to that and in the month of May I almost did I think it was 10 it was like 10,000 on the side of like my nine to five and I had to pinch myself because I was like what are you doing you've spent this many hours at this job and you only spent three and a half weeks at this job and you're making three times more in one month. And then I did it again in June and I was like, oh my gosh, like in June, it was like the most validating because it was like, I wasn't working my nine to five. I was getting a steady income off of Etsy. I was getting a steady income off of like random commissions or murals. And I thought this is really where I need to be. And my headspace was more motivated on like the house of like, how is it going to look for me now as an artist and where am I going with it? So once you choose like that direction of like, okay, this is what I want to do. It's like all of a sudden we have to check the off the box of like, all right, I did that. I transitioned, but now the work has to go into that. You don't just make the shift mentally. You have to like work at it every day. Yeah. get scrappy awesome. in the beginning yeah, the, yeah. people under, underestimate scrappiness yes there there is that une, uneasiness of making that leap but still just needing you know, yeah. okay I'm gonna need more work so I'm gonna have to yeah. take start posting and your social media has been great especially thank lately. you <laughs> thank yeah. you yeah. yeah I definitely say if you're considering changing your position of where you're at in life to be a full-time artist what you need to do is realize that you are now your own boss And you need to take that seriously, create a brand for yourself of how you look and how you show up as an artist. And that includes like all of your social media things, like how you show up as an artist onto your job sites, how you are to your clients, are you professional? And if you're still figuring out that kind of shift, that's where your podcast and your like Artist Academy are so helpful because it shows you those few steps on how to just build yourself up a little bit more professionally to be able to make that switch. Yeah, yeah, so true. And then everybody, or a lot of the people in the Arts Academy now, they we've now have some that have you know made that transition already. Yeah. And you can see, if you guys listening just want to go to Chelsea's Instagram, do you want to tell them your Instagram real quick? Yeah, it's, it doesn't have art in it, but it's just Chelsea Blossel. So C-H-E-L-S-E-A-B-L-O-S-I-L. Awesome, so, yeah. And just yeah. go and look at examples too. Look at people who are doing the thing yeah. 
and see what they're doing, like how often they're showing up, what kinds of photos they're doing. And I think Chelsea, you're a really great example of that. So just Thank start you. looking at examples. Is it good? Yeah. Aesthetic is like a good thing too. It's like figure out, cause the aesthetic of, I should say when you're creating your page, I like to do within like segments of the pieces I'm working on. And I'm trying to switch gears a little bit now where I create an aesthetic for that style of painting or mural I'm working on to just create that visual effect. And then the next piece I do another little section of like how that visually looks to others. And you don't have to have your whole page be exactly the same, but I think for each art thing that you do, try to imagine it as like an overall like design concept or marketing campaign for that piece of art. Like, what does that look like to you? And I think looking at other people's pages or profiles and just seeing how their artwork shows up is a good way to just get inspiration for how you want to create digital marketing around your pieces. Definitely. And Rayanne just yeah. commented, Rayanne from the meetup, she goes, oh, yeah. I love your lightest mural is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it too. I think each mural, I don't know how you feel about murals, Andrea, or if you paint a certain mural and you realize, Hey, like I finally made it. Like, this one's going to be it. This one's going to, people are just going to be ecstatic about it. But in this case, I feel like I made a mural that was more of like a statement piece versus just like a graphic design illustration or like a graphic design piece, if you will. Because I feel like a lot of murals I'll do are like graphic design elements and I modernize like nature. And I did that in this one too, but I feel like it's a little bit more of a statement piece for this restaurant and I don't know I'm excited to see where it goes or mostly just feedback on like how the public's gonna like it or whatever I don't know we'll see yeah yeah or I wish you could they could have a camera on people like customers yeah. coming in and be like that's cool and just seeing yeah. their reactions to it or if they hate it, I just want to know. I don't care. <laughs> feedback is feedback. <laughs> I'm sure they won't. Actually, it's funny because a lot of the people, like my husband would never notice art before. And mm -hmm. now he does. And, but yeah, a lot, I feel like a lot of people don't even notice what we do, but the people, but they, right. it, but they can just feel like the colors. They're like, oh, okay, I'm in a open space mm -hmm. with white walls and like nature themed or whatever they, but they don't pay attention to it exactly. Yeah. But, I can't wait to get like a photo of, the finished space because it's like a striking mural because when you walk in it's just like right off to your right and it's the whole wall and then the restaurant is so narrow it's probably like maybe I want to say 15 feet wide so it's not even that wide it's just like narrow long walls I hope it's not like too much in your face but maybe it's just enough yeah, I bet it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um, how are you finding customers and how or how are customers finding you? I do a lot of outreach. I sometimes will find a style of art that I want to maybe pursue. So if I want to try something more abstract or if I want to do something right now, I'm contacting a lot of like juice bars or companies that I can do fruit because I really want to do a mural with like fruit on the walls. And so I've just reached out and said, hey, like, I'm a local muralist. I know that you have a juice bar here in town. If you're ever interested in a mural for your space, I would love to just, like, collaborate with you. Here's some examples of something I'd love to paint. And I did that. And a few of them were like, oh, we just put up new bookshelves or we're not looking at this time. But I still approach people with the style of art that maybe I want to try. And then on the flip side, 
people have reached out to me because of just how I either post on social media or a referral from somebody. Yeah. Works. I love yeah. it. And I love just, I want to highlight that too, because a lot of people will wait for stuff to come to them and they mm -hmm. will, people will come. If you post, yeah. they will come. But I love that you're saying the outreach and I love that you just had a snippet of what you say too, because it's very, and you said it so like nonchalant. Yeah, I just do this. It's no big deal. Because I yeah. think for, for someone who's never outreached and if somebody's listening, who's never sent an email mm -hmm. like that, they're like, what do I say? So I love that you just right. like said that to be like, it doesn't have to be this crazy lengthy thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, hi, your space. This is what I do. Let's collaborate. Love yeah. That. Even if you want to create like a budget too and say, Hey, I want to do a mural. That's like a four foot by six foot mural. And my budget's going to be $500 and it's, that's all it's going to be. And it can be an as intricate as you want. You can create yourself like the limit of how much time or money you're going to spend on it too. Because if you're wanting to try something new, for example, me wanting to do these fruit murals, I don't want the customer to feel overwhelmed by like my pricing at this moment, but I want to be able to create something that's, I'm trying something new in a new space for a new client. I'm going to give them a deal. And then you have content out of it. It's like a win-win because you never know who's going to hire you later down the road. And then you can also charge what you'd really want to charge. So but true. Get your foot in the door, however that looks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One last question for you. So yes. I am currently putting together a book about getting started in the mural industry and then helping other artists do the same. Is there anything that I've said or that somebody has said on the podcast or any little bit of advice that you've gotten that has really stuck out to you that I should include in this book and that people listening here should Ooh. really take to heart? Yeah. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and I feel like there's a lot of repetition with how do you get started? Where do you find your business? I think too, oh, cause there's, you're going to have a lot to be writing about and have to like <laughs> weed, weed through. I would say like, how do you stay consistent? Like consistency. I think that's a big factor in people's success is how consistent they stay with their business, whether that's consistently reaching out to customers if they need new prospects, consistency with painting, if they're branching out into new areas of art and they're practicing their painting, but like making that a habit every day, I think that helps build yourself every day a little bit more, whether your consistency in trying to be a business person, consistency in the art side of it too. So I don't know, maybe that could be a yeah, for topic, sure. Yeah, and that, I don't know. Yeah. I think people hearing you say that too, because you're someone who just took, did that transition, is doing well, and they're like, okay, if she thinks consistency is important, then um, I need to work on being consistent. So, yeah, yeah, just really just hearing, I think, I don't think we can hear it enough just yeah. how important consistency is. I like to think of it as this little, there's this luck fairy that goes around and she right. flies around. <laughs> she just, and today is your day. And here you yeah. are. Oh, yep. You're staying consistent today. There you yeah. go. Let's sprinkle a little luck on you. And then she's yes. off. <laughs> you never know when she's going to come back. So just keeping but consistent. I think, I think that's the magic of any success is just the consistency and what you find is going to be valuable to you. And like how you make your Mondays all about your business. You make your Mondays, your data, like plan and whatever pro your process is talking to people like me and figuring out your podcast and then planning out the rest of your week. And I think that's so important as like someone who's going to be your own boss is figuring out your day-to-day -day plan and how that looks and 
how do you show up for yourself every day? And that consistency is so important. So true. Yeah. Mic yeah. drop. Awesome. Well, thank you Mic so drop. much for coming on. I so You're enjoyed welcome. chatting with you and I hope I get to see you again sometime <laughs> I soon. I know. Oh my gosh, same. I, me and my husband are going to, I'm going to take a little pause from doing anything crazy for the next couple of weeks while we travel in our cool little sprinter van. Oh, I love that. Uh <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I there's a lot of things coming up I think for me that are going to be very life-changing and the next couple of weeks are going to be about focusing on the clarity of what that looks like and then again consistency in making sure that I pick art every day and how that looks and also if I need help on things, girl, coming at you. Yes, in any time. I might need it. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you, for sure. And really just if you want to chat you. about life. But um, have so much fun on your adventures. I just want to highlight, too, hey. like that, the yeah. fact that you are a full-time artist and you can take off for a couple of weeks at a time and to go do what you want and then come back. You're not asking anybody for permission to go do this and you're making your own schedule. So that's just yes. one of the main huge perks of yes. all of this. I love it. It's, it's so, so inspiring. Great. <laughs> yeah. You guys all need to try it. However that looks for you. Yeah. Try it out. I love, love it. your life. <laughs> do your passions. It's worth yeah. it. All the things. <laughs> okay. Have a great rest okay. of your Monday. I'll talk to you too. Okay. Bye. bye Andrea. <laughs> I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Artist Academy podcast, and I hope it has inspired you to take action towards going full-time in your own art business. And if you need a little extra help, then check out the mural training over at artistacademy.co. That's artistacademy.co, and you'll get all the help you need to start building the mural career of your dreams. If you've liked this episode or any past episodes, can you pretty please go leave a review? It really helps. And if you screenshot that review and send it to me via Instagram DM or email or however, I will say thank you. And I will shout you out on my Instagram of over 70k viewers. Help me help you. Thanks so much. I will see you next week.